Welcome back to The Making of Dharma Land. This is the 13th episode. It is the last episode devoted to a song from the album, and that is the 12th and final song on the album, entitled Bualto. The song was copyrighted on January 21st, 1960, so it's one of the earliest written songs by Abi on the LP, and it was actually written around the time that Eden's Island was still being made, so one could make the argument that it was originally intended for Eden's Island, but my sort of argument to myself for including it here was that many or most of the songs that are on this album were later recycled for Abi's final project, The Scripture of the Golden Age, and this song, Vuelto, this melody was recycled for that project as well as The Path, so it seemed to be related to the other songs. And also, there are different parts of the song that show up in other tracks on the album, including scene one. The intro to scene one shares the bridge to Bualto. So it felt like it was integrated more into this body of work than Eden's Island, even though it was created while Eden's Island was still being made. Uh, I didn't really have a problem with crossing over from Eden's Island into the Dharmaland period. The way artists work, nothing is ever really distinct. So if something starts in one era and it isn't necessarily finished or it didn't fit into that certain body of work, you know, often you'll find that artists will find a new place for it. And certainly this song remained surrounded by these melodies long after Dharmaland. So it, it sort of fit in that way. Walto was originally copyrighted as the title Old Ab and had lyrics in 1959. And then it was copyrighted again as Bualto in 1960 without lyrics. And it became the path for him sometime in the 1970s when Abi recorded it a number of times. And it was eventually released on the posthumous CD, Echoes from Nature Boy. The word Bualto, as far as I can tell, has no meaning and is in no particular known language. It's sort of, I guess you could call it faux primitive or pseudo primitive sounding word, much like Abi's 1958 song, Umgawa, or Brian Wilson's fake Hawaiian chant on Smile, Wahala Lule, Wahala Lula, Kini Waka Puwa, Pulao, from Do You Like Worms? So there's another kind of loose association between Dharma Land and Smile. In terms of uh, Bualto, it was arranged by Matias of Ixtahule, and Joanne Lazaro again performs bamboo flute solo at the beginning, which if you compare to the cadence of Abi's own recording of the melody of the path, you can actually hear how differently he treats it as opposed to Ixtahule. So with Ixta, you get it. Da, 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 da. Whereas with Abi on the song The Path, it was da da da, da 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 da. Theirs was a little bit more smooth and consistent. Maybe it was the emphasis was more on the one and the three in kind of a traditional European, almost kind of classical mode. Whereas Abi was more playing around with tempo and definitely sustaining and almost catching up. I decided not to try and get the band to mimic Abi's more delayed cadence because I actually really liked how Matthias had it as more of a gothic piece and dark and sincere. Actually, Abi's the path in terms of its place on Dharmaland. The way he sang the melody or played the melody would have maybe been a little bit too hippie. Not that we had rules that were sort of governing the project like that. There are some obvious hippie overtones throughout and Abi himself was 
ostensibly the first hippie in popular culture. But we all also like the moodiness and bawdiness and kitsch of Exotica and prefer it in many respects to the kind of self-conscious hippie music of the Grateful Dead and especially to classic rock or corporate rock. And I know Ixta kind of self-identifies as playing authentic Exotica. And I definitely sort of prefer the 50s and 60s myself to the 70s and especially to the 80s, but I wouldn't consider myself somebody who is sort of a positivist or married to, to retro in the same way that they are. So there was a little bit of clash over that, but definitely my, my preference aesthetically is for, again, the 50s and 60s. So we crossed over in a lot of ways in that regard, and I'm glad that, that Boalto was given more of a kind of early 60s treatment than a 70s treatment. It's a little bit ironic given that we now have this sort of craftwork style synth line at the beginning of, of Bualto and a heavy classic rock style organ solo just chucked down in the middle of it. Both the sinewy synth and the towering organ have never been paired to Exotica before as, as far as I can tell and I kind of felt like they were paradoxes that were important for the album and you know I wanted Dharmaland to be rooted in the time in which it was written 1960 to 63 but I also wanted it to feel relevant to today because I think Abi's music and his message is perhaps more relevant now than it even was when he wrote this music. And it also potentially allows Exotica as a genre to feel like it can grow and modernize rather than being sort of a niche or retro cottage industry. Dale Okerman plays the organ solo and Dale, again, was somebody who worked with Abi in 1980 on a new version of Nature Boy, which Abi wanted to record with the band that had worked with John Lennon and produce a version of Nature Boy that he could deliver to Yoko Ono as a way of paying tribute to her fallen husband. That's Dale's relationship with Abi, and we were really happy to have him on Bualto because we felt like he would bring some of that kind of Abi peace and love to the proceedings. Anyway, I asked him to put something on Bualto that matched the epic buildup of the percussion in the middle of the song. And he came back and said he heard a kind of Proko Haram-like feel in and around the melody. And I think the band at first were sort of mortified when they heard the organ solo. Again, it was kind of way too classic rock for their tastes, but it eventually grew on everyone. The poem at the end is also read by Dale Okerman. The critic Eric Davis, a supporter of all things Abby, said it was too grisly a reading for him, which I think he meant as not enough Abby or even Ken Nordine, and maybe too much kind of whiskery leather jacket wearing rocker for an Abby poem. And he might be right about that, but you know, Dale again knew Abby personally and worked with him, and that was important to me to have him on this project. The poem was also a recycle of Abi's Gospel of Nature book project, which he wrote about on the back of the Eden's Island album in a kind of little margin note at the bottom. But I, apparently the poems on the Eden's Island album were based on this proposed book that Abi had called The Gospel of Nature. There were some extra lines that were on the back of the Eden's Island album, as well as some others from various kind of unreleased manuscripts and I sort of concocted it together and gave it to Matthias and he gave it to Dale who read the poem and I like the fact that it's kind of similar but a bit of a modulation from the final poem on the Eden's Island album 
entitled Lamar. And so it feels like a really good cosmic send-off. It has that same kind of Buddhist vibe of this world being sort of an illusion and like you're there, but you're not really there. You're yourself, but you're impermanent. <laughs> Your sense of self is transient and not as stable as you think. So it's like, you know, here Avi's kind of questioning the universe, but also understanding himself in sort of the larger context. And I think in a way it surmises the album. It sends you off into this kind of quasi-transcendental esoteric mindset and, and maybe recapitulate some of the stuff that was more conceptual and implicit earlier, like I talked about the space surrounding things as sort of representative of this spatial Buddhist mindset that Abhi had. But here you get it explicit. It's just written in words. And I think that's a really beautiful way to end the album and whether Dale sounds a little grisly and whether the, the track is a little bit too classic rock or hippie or too much of a mixed bag for the exotica genre is for others to decide. For me, it's kind of the perfect storm because it's unique, it's different. And I think Abby was different. And so in, in a way, everything seems to be kind of wrapped up in, in a neat, albeit epic package here. Besides Dharmaland parts one and two, Walto for a long time has been my either my favorite song or my second favorite song on the album. So it's it, looking at the various streaming models, especially Spotify, it seems to be the one that people have played the least, which doesn't surprise me because it seems that singles sort of get the, the most plays and then, you know, the non singles on albums, it, the ones that are top loaded get the most plays. And by the end, it's it sort of trickles out as far as people who've listened all the way through. and But I think that's kind of a shame because to me this is, again, one of the best songs on the album. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate your interest in the project and hope that this was enlightening and helpful. It was strange and wonderful, like moving among the objects of the world, as though there were no objects to move among, as though there was no world as though there was no mover. <laughs>